headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and build and create actual, real, amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. It's a free call at 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. Renee starts off this hour from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Hi, Renee. How are you? I'm good, Dave. It's nice to talk to you and Ken. You too. What's up? Well, I'm calling because we're baby steppers, and uh, so my husband and I are on baby step seven, um, and we were <laughs> we were planning to uh, get land from my relative. He was going to gift us a piece of land next to our current property, and he's since changed his mind. He's not going to gift us the land any longer. He wants to charge us sixty thousand for the lot. Now, our only problem is, is he's only told us that in 30, 30 days ago, and we are now, we are not prepared for that. We don't have the money. We don't have the cash. And so we're looking because it's family land that's been in the family since the 60s, and it's currently next to our current property. Um, and we're concerned that we don't, we don't like, we would like to build maybe next to us at some point, or we're not, at least not keep a home from another home from being built. And so we wanted to know, like, should we take out a loan? And if so, like, <laughs> I don't really want to take out a loan, but I'm, I don't want to also lose this, this family land. Um, and it's now or never, he's listing it tomorrow. And so we're looking at taking out a HELOC on our current home and we, we do own our current home. You don't have any money? No savings. We just completed your plan here in January. Oh, so you just paid off the house in January? Yes. And you don't have any money in retirement investing at all? We do. We have, we have, uh, we uh, are doing our 15%, um, and it's more because um, we obviously reached baby step seven. So mm-hmm. we're doing, I, I, how much is in your emergency? 30%. Fund? Um, 12,000. Okay. What's your household income? About 70,000. Okay. Um, wow. Well, that's inconsiderate on his part. (laughs) You are kidding. (laughs) Must be your husband's side of the family. (laughs) <laughs> unfortunately it's mine <laughs> have you tried knocking a noggin on him <laughs> knocking a knot on his noggin we've tried we've tried offering better deals we've tried offering 50 instead of 60 we, we've tried um everything we could think of would you make us let what us ha- make what in the world happened? he went from year. giving it to you to selling it out from under you cancer so he's had cancer for at least the last 10 years. Uh, he has lung and leukemia. And, um, he's trying to get it cleaned up for his he estate. He says the medical, the medical bills are expensive. Oh, he's trying to pay medical bills. Yes, and he, his financial advisor has advised him not to pull from his investments, obviously because the market's down, to pay those medical bills. And he's well off because my my own father um 
passed, and so he received the rest of the inheritance from my grandparents. <laughs> oh, then your dad's portion didn't pass through to you? No. That's weird. Okay. Huh. Well, I've asked every question I can think of. I don't borrow money, and I don't like being jerked around into deals that uh, aren't on my timing. So I have a tendency to walk away from this kind of thing, mainly because I'm just so rebellious. And sometimes I do it to my own detriment. Um, I have regretted it before. And um, so I'm trying to be a little bit even keel because I'm pretty ticked at your little uncle right now. Um, He's got the money to pay his medical. (laughs) He does not need money to pay his medical bills. Okay, he's got the money to pay his medical bills. And his medical bills aren't that much. He's got insurance. It's not even 60000 Right. And he's got plenty of money. And if he pulled $10,000 out of his stupid investments, it wouldn't kill him. In spite of the fact the market's down, I wouldn't pull it out because the market's down, but I would pull it out before I broke my word to my niece. So, well, the other, the other benefit for him is that there's another lot next to it. And he's going to be selling it. So it will go on the market tomorrow, and he will be able to sell that. And he can get whatever, you know, whatever. How big is the lot? From the, from the real estate. Uh, it's about three quarters of an acre. Okay. So it's not huge, but there's sewer connection right. available. So let's, let's talk about it from two different perspectives then. All right. Number one, Dave and Sharon Ramsey don't borrow money. And so we would have to just pass, hard pass. We don't okay. have the money, we don't have a place to get the money. Without borrowing it, we'd have to hard pass because I just don't borrow money. And once I've gotten my home paid off and I'm baby step seven, the chances of me going back in debt, I just that would be like throwing up a little bit in my mouth. I couldn't do it. But that's how we feel. You know, <laughs> and so I would just say, uh, you should have kept your word to me, in, and I'm sorry you've got cancer, but I'm also sorry you don't have integrity. And I'd be check, uh, checking that box and moving on. Uh, now, having said that, if you go get a home equity loan for $60,000 and you pay it off over the next two years and you're 100% debt-free and you've got this lot and you've got a buffer, the story still ends excellently um, and, uh, you know, you're going to be just fine. You're not going to keep that debt forever. You're not, it's not going to break you. You could pay it off in what? You could pay it off in two years, really, couldn't you? Well, we when we did the math, we were it was more like four. Yeah, that's not good enough. You need to do it in three. Max, yeah. maximum of three. I'd rather, three do, I'd, rather okay. do it, I'd rather you do it in two. Because um, this okay. is almost like, you know, I don't like home equity loans. I don't like any of this. But it is a singular piece of property. It's not a nice lot that you found across town. It's a singular piece of property that's family dirt. It's next door to you. It gives you buffer and so on. Um, but even the other side of that, you're still going to have a house. Right. Yeah, so you're not you're not got one hundred twenty thousand, right? No, <laughs> we tried we tried offering uh, less, but he would not take that either. We tried to buy both lots. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm just getting redneck right now. I'm going to tell him to stuff them both, but you do whatever you want to do. Uh, if you do the home equity loan and take them and um, pay it off real fast, it's not the end of the world financially. It's just I there's. When deals like this come at me, I 
sometimes do the wrong thing out of obstinance, um, admittedly. And so um, I, I couldn't do it for multiple reasons, just because I don't like being lied to, and I don't like being jerked around, and I really don't like it when it's freaking relatives. So, yeah, that'd be the end of that. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, George Camel here, and I'm so excited to tell you about the newest product from Ramsey. It's called Gazelle, and it's a digital banking experience that will help you spend and save the Ramsey way with banking services provided by Pathword NA. You'll get a single spending account with no monthly fees, and it's FDIC insured through Pathword NA. We're offering early access to our beta customers so you can help us make it the best experience it can be. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash Gazelle to sign up for the waitlist today. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Is there an area of your life that feels off balance and you're wondering what the right next step should be? Maybe you have uncertainty about your money or starting or just want to start prioritizing your mental health. Maybe you want to find purpose in your career or improve the health of your marriage. Whatever you're facing, it's important to do it with a community of people by your side encouraging you along the way. And what better way to grow than with a few folks you love doing life with? You can level up and experience all of this at Smart Conference with your friends Saturday, October 22nd in Dallas. Smart Conference is a one-day event designed for you. You'll hear from world-class speakers all day long. Your favorite Ramsey personalities will be there, plus our good friends Craig and Amy Groeschel from Life Church are coming. And the best life changes happen when you have support, accountability, and you're around a bunch of people excited about being smart. Check it out. Start today. You can get a four-pack of event passes for only $120. That's $30 a person for a whole day of all of some all of America's best speakers. I mean, teachers, this is an incredible, incredible event. Thanks for joining us. Victoria is with us in Pennsylvania. Hi, Victoria. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up in your world? Well, you see, so we just uh, discovered you, me and my boyfriend, probably this week, and we're looking to make my emergency fund. And I have a trust fund that probably has, I'm going to say, probably about $30,000 in it. Uh, But the only issue is my mom is the, I'm going to say, like the holder of the account right now. She's not really given me access to it since I became over the age of 21. Now I'm 22. Um, She's making it pretty difficult to access that money so we were looking just to get it out so we can start the emergency fund what are the what are the terms of the trust so it was originally made for schooling but i've already had my degree and they made me uh she actually had me pay out of pocket for that whole degree because she didn't want to touch the money so i was probably about five thousand dollars that i spent on schooling um but she won't let me touch any of it do you have a copy of the trust um, I have the information, and I've actually been in contact with the trust, and they were just like, hey, she just has to sign this paper, and then it goes into your name, and she will not do it because she thinks I'm going to be uh, 
quote-unquote stupid kid and blow all the money. Okay, the but the terms of the trust say that it's to revert to you, controls to revert to you at 21? Uh, yeah, but because I was underage when it was made, she just won't sign it over. No, 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 stop. You're not underage now. Right. The terms of the trust say that the money is to be turned over to you after age 21, correct? Yep, and she just has to sign uh, She doesn't have to sign anything. She doesn't it. have to sign anything. Okay. Get back in touch with That's- the trust company and tell them you're going to contact a lawyer and sue their butts if they don't turn your money over to you. Okay. She's no longer yeah. a trustee of a trust that is now defunct because you turned 21. Okay. I'm not a lawyer, yeah. but that's if you if you have a lawyer look at this situation, that's what they're going to tell you. Yeah, that's going to be the next step. We were just trying to figure out if that was the right step or just trying to get her to sign it over would be the best step. Well, I mean, first, best step would be that she doesn't need to sign it because of the terms of the trust. And if you've actually reviewed them, uh, I would get in touch with the trust company and go, uh, the terms of the trust are that it's 21 is turned over to me. There's no signature required on her part. If you don't turn it over to me, I'm contacting legal counsel. So you need to do this right now. Yeah. Just you threaten know, them agree. and just have them send you the money. And that solves the whole thing. You call your mom up and tell her what you did. Hmm? Yeah. But she's trying the to exercise control yeah. over something she no longer has control over is what I'm saying. Yep, especially since I moved out, she does not. It has like nothing to do with moving out. It has nothing to do with moving out. The terms of trust don't state you have to live with her. They don't state you whether you live. They don't state where you live. They state where you're tw- that you're 21. Period. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, if you go do something stupid with this money, you ought to have your butt kicked. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. Got if you go screw there. this up, if you go screw this up, you ought to have your butt kicked. But that doesn't change the fact that legally you have right to this money. Yeah. Based on what no, you right. are telling me, if you have correct information. Yeah, I should probably just uh, go over the trust and specifically what it says. And if it just says 21, then they should either write me a check or... Or, or, you're, or we're going to have an attorney contact them and tell them to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then you can Thank call you. mom and say, Mom, I've, I've retained legal counsel because you're illegally holding this. And yeah. you, need, you need to sign the paper and turn it over to me now. Well, there you go. That's an easier answer said than done. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. And thus is the problem. But, yeah that's the deal hey thanks for the call i hope that's all that information's right because i don't know your situation but it does sound like you need to you need legal advice uh once you've gone through the details of the trust if you can't get mom to release it to you and you think the trust says it's to be released to you and based on what you're telling me that's my advice to you so good question thanks for the call okay so here's the rule ken um nothing wrong with doing a trust And uh, it's not unusual to do a trust for a minor until they turn 21. Uh, And at 21, it's turned over to them, and sometimes it's later it's turned over to them. Uh, The mistake that was made in this situation was um, they appointed someone to be the trustee who did not have the, the intellectual power to do it. Because mom is trying to function like mother and not trustee, and it's going to get mom sued. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can't you you can be a mother, and you can have motherly opinions, and I might even agree with her mother. Maybe 
Victoria doesn't need this money. Maybe she's acting out. Maybe she's immature. Maybe she's going to blow it. I already told her not to blow it, right? Mm-hmm. Just like her mom would have told right. her, right? Yep. But, uh, but those instincts are different than the actual legality of a trust. A trustee is only allowed to do what the trust states. Correct. They're not allowed to insert their own opinion mm-hmm. or advice into the situation unless the trust states that. Yeah. In which case, you have really opened up a Pandora's box yeah. of a mess. I was curious what you thought about what we heard here. Now, I think it's fair that Victoria, I don't know that she's read the fine print, and I don't think she's going to, which is great. But it, it, does it strike you as odd that the trust would say to her, well, we need a signature from mom? You would think, or is this a bad assumption on my part, that they know what it actually says, and they were, in fact, telling her what is, in, what is in fact, true? I truthfully have no idea why right. a trust company would be unless they're just out of an abundance of caution trying to keep mama happy right they don't want mama coming back after them too right she's going to be pissed when this yeah. goes down yeah so that's my guess is they're just yeah. trying to play politics here rather uh-huh. than legalities which they're going to get their tail on the crack too right. yeah uh, that's going to be a problem so wow. the problem is when you assign a trustee then the trustee uh you know what? There's no tru- there is no trust company. She's the trustee. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. She's con- she she must have gone to a bank account, and the banker told her this. That's what I'm wondering. Like, because that struck me as odd. Yeah. That if, I went so what to- you have to do then, Victoria, is take a copy of the trust into the bank, right? And show the branch manager. Look, this is what it says, and that every minute that you hold this, pass this, you're going to be liable. Yeah. And just take That's them, what I was wondering, because yeah. the trust is just the document that says, here's the deal that manages well, but the there, money. There sometimes is a trust company, but the trust company, I mean, the trust department in a bank can act as a trustee. Exactly. But the, Mama's the trustee on this. No question. And she's so, mad that Victoria left the house. Yeah. According to Victoria. So. Yeah. Didn't like the boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shame. But, and all of that may be accurate. Doesn't matter, though, in this case. Well, all that matters is. So point being, the, the takeaway for all of you in America is, if you're going to form a trust, be careful who you appoint as the trustee. It is a tremendous responsibility. And they can get themselves into a problem if they start inserting their own opinions into the application of the legality of the trust. This is The Ramsey Show. personality number one best-selling author is my co-host today in the lobby of ramsey solutions on the debt free stage jake and kelsey are with us hey guys how are you doing well doing well good to have you guys where do you live irvine california all the way to nashville all the way across the whole stinking united states way to go guys come in thank you for coming and how much debt did you pay off we paid off four hundred and fifty six thousand dollars in six years and 300000 of that was in the last three years. Wow. Good for you. And your range of income during that six years? 
We started at 175000 and we ended at 285000 Cool. What do you all do for a living? I'm a teacher, and he's a physical therapist. Okay. And so, wow, great incomes. So uh, what, what in the world? What kind of debt was this? Student loans. Yeah, (laughs) primarily student loans. We had one car built in there, but it was all pretty much made up of student loans. $456,000 in student loan Mm -hmm. for a teacher and a PT. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was foolish in the beginning, but when we were signing up for things, it was just, it'll be our problem in the future. We'll worry about it later. And then, obviously, it became our problem. (laughs) Yeah. How long have you guys been married? 12 years. We actually had our anniversary on... um, Saturday. Saturday. Oh, happy anniversary. Yes. Very you. good. Okay, so uh, halfway through your marriage, six years ago, that student loan's just still sitting there, almost a half a million dollars staring at you. And you, you, you what, wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat? I mean, what happened? What, what in the world? What changed, what changed the direction on this? So we grew up in Minnesota, and then we moved to California for Jake's physical therapy school. And when he was in school, we knew that we wanted to get rid of the debt somehow. We just didn't know what the plan was. Um, And so while he was in school, we were living on the teacher's salary. And I had a long commute, and I listened to the Dave Ramsey show on my commute. And so I asked Jake if he was interested in trying the program. And basically, the minute he got out of school, we started running. And um, I would say at the beginning, we were a little bit Dave-ish. And then that's when uh, the last three years you saw how we picked up and really worked to pay it off. Yeah, hundred grand a year for three years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were after it. I mean, you're on beans and rice. Absolutely. Jake at one time was working four jobs. Wow. So he's an inpatient physical therapist, so he was working at four different hospitals. Um, that became a little too much, so he scaled it back. But um, we sacrificed a lot of time. I didn't see him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I did summer school. Um, he worked really hard, you know, 10-hour days, every weekend. I would tell people, Jake works every day. And I think they heard, Jake works a lot. And it was, Jake works every day. <laughs> All day. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of days, yeah, mm-hmm. for a lot of days in a row for three years there. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Wow. Powerful. Uh, guys, there's so many times that I have sat with people or talked to people here on the air, either one, and they have a mountain of student loan debt like this, and you guys are incredible. Because uh, that was uh, a wee bit daunting mm-hmm. yes. to look up and go, I got 450000 on a teacher and a PT's income. Mm-hmm. Uh, because neither one of these are six-figure incomes usually. Uh, but the way you worked them, you turned them into that. Correct. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Yeah, I, I got to ask, because just the strain on your relationship, just not seeing each other, then you're exhausted, you're working uh, every day, as your wife said to me, what kept you going in some of those dark days? It was um, definitely knowing what the future held, and kind of uh, as the one question we figured you'd maybe ask about is um, one of the keys is sacrifice, and sure. um, we definitely made the most out of our time um, on the weekends. A lot of times when I'd come home, we knew we knew we'd maybe go to church, we'd prepare a meal, we'd eat, we'd visit with friends for a tiny bit, and we'd have maybe one to two hours together. Mm-hmm. So we really learned to cherish those one to two hours, mm-hmm. and we knew that once we got over with this, life was going to be so much better on the other side. Yeah. And a few months out, it certainly is. Yeah, have you had a moment to kind of emotionally and financially and relationally exhale a little bit? A little bit. Um, Has it hit you? <laughs> you know what? In a sense, it hasn't because I'm still working some. Um, 
working our way through the steps. And I actually jokingly have told Kels a couple of times when I go to work on the weekends, it almost feels natural. Like when I'm going to work extra jobs and extra shifts, mm. when I stay home, it actually it actually feels yeah. more abnormal. Kind of like, what are you doing here together. on the weekend? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it's it's starting to sink in. It's starting mm-hmm. to feel real that um, all the hard work that we did for these years is paying off. And our did you have a sense of release when it was gone? Definitely, we knew the day that it was going to be gone, and we had the loan company that we were going to call and do it and. We had cookies made <laughs> with uh, yeah. with uh, getting out of debt and stuff, and um, and so once we made that call and once it was processed, um, we definitely felt the relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm going to go back to what I said a minute ago. The the four hundred and fifty, almost five hundred thousand dollars is daunting because most a lot of people give up right there. It's too overwhelming. I can't get there. It's hard to it's hard for people to internalize the belief, the hope that they can ever get there. And you guys did it in six years, most of it in three years. What do you tell that person who says, oh, man, there's just no way I can't I can't I, I kind of see how you guys did it, but I can't believe it for myself. You know what I'm saying? All right. They need to definitely believe in themselves. And then like we, we're living walking examples a teacher and a physical therapist and we made it work as we said it talk it really comes down to dedication um and hard work and um definitely sacrificing and planning yourself i think that you have to have a goal i don't think there was a day that we didn't talk about the debt every single day we talked about it and i think that's sort of been the release now too is you don't have to talk about that, but you have to have that goal that I you have to find going. something else to talk yeah. about. Right? <laughs> exactly. yeah. What um, are you doing home, and what am I supposed to say to you? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But um, I think that people just have to figure out you know, what you can do, that you can work those extra jobs, that you can be willing to sacrifice. Um, ours was a longer journey, and I think a lot of people sometimes um, are shorter, and mm-hmm. so it's just what are you willing to give up? You know, I mean, we drive a... 1998 Camry. So, I mean, you, there's things sometimes you have to give up to um, yeah. get to the goal that you want at the end. Well, it's time for you to buy a car now. <laughs> I mean, you, yes. you really do need to get a better car. Yeah. That one sucks. Oh, my gosh. Still works. Yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, you got you got to break loose, man. You got to be done. I don't, I don't want you to go crazy here, but go pay cash for it for sure. But, oh, my gosh. I mean, you have worked so, so hard. I'm so proud of y'all. Y'all are an amazing couple. Oh, thank and, you. And uh, you kind of look like you got a little PTSD a little bit, like you're still trying to <laughs> – yeah. a little shell shock still from yeah. – you gutted it out so dramatically. I mean, there was so many years of saying no, and we can't do this, we can't do that. And, um, now, like we, you said, the release is, yeah, coming, taking a trip to Nashville, uh, going to visit family, doing things like that that we said no to a lot over the last several years, yeah. so – um, now we get to enjoy these things on a much grander scale. Do you feel um, when you do when you do take on something this size? Do you feel accomplished? Quite, yeah. Um, like, well, I, if we did this, we could do anything. Exactly, yeah. Exact. All along the way, um, Kelsey and I always tell people that once we even got towards the end, we could already feel the freedom. Mm-hmm. You talk about the peace, and it's indescribable. Even when we knew we weren't fully done, we still felt. As you mentioned, the release already, you've mentioned before, it always feels like you're giving yourself raises all along the way. And we, for the longest time, never even had to think much about money because we knew where it was always going to be going. Mm. And now we just kind of transition that into better ways to yeah. to save it and invest it. I think we felt the peace along the way, mm-hmm. too. It was, um, at first, it was so daunting to put all those student loans and see them but once they started going it's like we felt like we had more money even though 
every month our money went out the door, but you just felt that you had that, um, I think because you're giving every dollar a name and knowing where it's going. That's good. They, you, you felt a sense of control before yes. you were even debt-free because you actually exactly. were in control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Hey, we got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. That's going to be a cakewalk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah I hope really. So. <laughs> and uh, we got a uh, copy of the uh, Total Money Makeover book and a financial peace membership as well. You guys are incredible. You're heroes. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. Jake and Kelsey, Irvine, California, 456000 paid off in six years, 300 in the last three years, making 175 to 285 Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, three two, two, one. one. We're, We're debt-free. Free. Yeah. That's pretty fun, boys and girls. This is The Ramsey Show. of the day, Colossians 4.2, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. President John F. Kennedy said, as we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. Amen. Well done. Good stuff. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, best-selling author, is my co-host today. Uh, Marsha's with us in Evansville, Indiana. Hi, Marsha. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, thank you for taking my call. Sure. I have been listening to you since April 5th of 1995, and I finally have got a question I just need your opinion on. Okay. Uh, should I buy a piece of farm equipment so I can Section 179 expense it for next April's income tax? No. Oh. Now, let's talk about why. Uh, the Please. way you stated all of that, the only reason you're doing this is for income tax. Yes. Okay. No. And uh, 179, it means you just get, the only thing about 179 is you get to write the whole thing off in one year. You don't have to put it on a depreciation schedule. Correct. Okay. So how expensive a piece of farm equipment? Between 80 and 120. Okay. Let's, let's call used. it 100 for round numbers. Okay. Yes, sir. Are you in a, what, a 30% tax bracket, 35% yes. tax yes, bracket? Yes, sir. No, no. Actually, I'm in a 21. Next year, uh, it'd be a 25. But this year, it's a 21. Okay. So you're going to write a check for a hundred thousand dollars for a piece of equipment you don't need, and the actual um, the actual mathematical I benefit. I didn't need it. I'm sorry. I wouldn't say I didn't need it. Yeah, I but, could do without it, but I would use it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I mean, if you bought a new airplane, you'd use that too. But, um, <laughs> but that's not the point. The um. So that you you can one seventy nine that as well if you're using it for business. But the um, uh, the the point being this, okay, the hundred thousand dollars leaves your checking account, and then yes. you take a one hundred thousand dollar tax deduction as your income in a in excess of one hundred thousand a year. Uh, ninety eight is okay. what I expect for this year, okay. depending on the grain market. Okay, so you would pay zero taxes. On the ninety-eight thousand, and it would have been around twenty percent, actually around fifteen percent, probably, 
because it's mm-hmm. a graduated tax income tax. It's not all the final bracket. But let's, so let, let's say your tax bill on the ninety eight thousand would be fifteen thousand dollars. Yes, I yes exactly. Okay. And then if you didn't pay, if you didn't have this write off, you pay fifteen thousand dollars. So you're yes. trading one hundred thousand for fifteen. Can I ask you one other thing, then? Did, did that make sense well, to we, you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, we did not take any crop last year mm-hmm. until January of this year. So I already, I already know from my tax lady, I will be spending fifteen thousand dollars in taxes mm-hmm. for the two thousand twenty-one crop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, if I were to buy this piece of equipment and one seventy-nine it, I'd save thirty thousand dollars. Okay, but you're spending a hundred to save thirty. True. Yes, I agree. I mean, if you want to trade dollars for quarters, I got a deal for you. Well, it's like, what else do I do with the money? My stock. Well, I'll, I'll do that deal with you. How much do you want to do? I'll do five hundred thousand with you if you want to do dollars for quarters. Walk away slowly, Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. What's the piece of equipment? Uh, it would be a used backhoe or a dirt mover. Okay. All right. So here, here's the only reason you buy equipment in business. The only reason. It makes you more than it costs you. Yes, I agree. When, when I buy computers for this place, I can 179 them. When I buy cameras for this place, I can 179 them. And I spend a lot of money on that kind of thing every year around here. Um, so I, when I furnish offices, I can 179 it up to a certain limit. Okay, But I don't buy any of those things for the 179 tax write-off benefit. I take the 179 tax write-off, but I only buy them if I can make more money because of them than they cost. And you're not going to increase the quality or the your income on this farm by as much as this equipment costs. I agree. So you're not ROIing. You're not getting a return on investment on the equipment, and you're only buying this for a tax write-off, which is trading dollars for quarters. And you don't do that. And I question whether you ever take a piece of financial advice from your idiot tax person again. This is horrible advice. Well, it was my idea, and they they agreed with me. Okay. Well, uh, then I I won't be quite so harsh since I have you on the phone. But oh my <laughs> goodness, oh my goodness, darling. No, we don't want to trade dollars for quarters. People do this all the time in business and call it smart, and it's and it's because they're usually because their tax accountant is only looking at the tax benefit of it, not at the actual economic transi- transaction. And the economic transaction is you're handing somebody a hundred thousand bucks, and all you're getting for it is thirty. That's not a good trade. It's not a good trade. I hate taxes more than you do, but I ain't trading a dollar for a quarter just for that. Now, I'm going to take the 179 write-off every single time on items I would have purchased because they were going to make me more than they cost me yeah. anyway. That's correct. And that, and I believe me, I max my 179 out every year, and Trump's tax law really helped those of us in small business. It's one of the few things that small business come along in a long time, that 179 being maxed out, like like entire floors of stuff we could write off around here instead of writing it off over three years or five years we wrote it all off in one year so the small business person 
is the fear is the answer to that fear oh i'm gonna get a tax bill is it retained earnings just juice that a little bit yeah you gotta set your money aside for taxes right and so then your, you don't need to be income. so worried about it yeah so it doesn't bite you but but you just you just get sick of giving the government money because they're well, stupid trust me i, I don't, I don't like giving stupid people money i get that and i look and see the size of the money they take from me so that i am a law-abiding citizen yeah and uh, otherwise i'm not a law-abiding citizen oh my gosh you know, and, and but it's just thievery in the name of government. Yeah, and so I don't, I don't disagree with her in that sense. I, God, man, it pisses me. I don't want to do it. It just makes me, I stay mad around tax time. But I'm also not going to trade dollars for quarters in the name of keeping money out of their hand. That that's just cutting off your nose to spite your face. Kathy's with us in Canada. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Hi, gentlemen. Thanks for talking to me today. Sure. Right, quick before we run out of time. What's your question? Yes. Um, okay, I'll make it quick. I'm newly single. I have three children, 43 years old, starting from scratch. I'm getting a $150,000 settlement from my ex any day, and I'm wondering, just pay off debt and, and start from scratch or or invest it and, and try and build it. I'm just scared I'm starting over. How much debt do you again. have? So I have a $28,000 car and $40,000 line of credit plus my house. 68 plus your house. What do you owe on the house? Yes. I owe one eighty. It's worth two forty. What are you going to be doing for a living? I'm a correctional officer for the federal government. Can up you here. pay your bills on that? Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. I gross um, about one thirty, and I net about eighty. So okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I just wanted child to make support sure as well, or is just this one cash in your no, nope, no. Nope. Yeah, we're fifty fifty, so none okay. of that. I'm really nervous. I'm sorry. It's okay. You're fine. You're doing good. You're doing good. And you're and you're helping Monday. me. You're helping me meet the clock before I run out of That's time right. here. So there we go. There yeah. we go. I, I, I would it. pay off the debts and start fresh, and make sure you're living on a tight budget so you don't get yourself uh, messed up on your new income being less than it was when it was combined. Okay. Okay. Be very careful to well, live on the one thirty. Yeah, I've been binging your books. I've been I've been budgeting like crazy. So I feel like I just want to start this off on a, a fresh foot and not make big mistakes. So, yeah. so, so the whatever, remaining, I might have one a, of the things I did when I started fresh after going broke. In my case, in your case, it's a, it's a divorce. But the um, mm-hmm. one of the things I did is I went back to the old debts and I say, okay, what was going on inside of my heart that allowed me to do that? I want to make sure that's healed. Uh-huh. So how did those debts? Yeah. Where did those yeah. debts come from? And uh, make sure that part's healed so they never grow back after you get rid of them. That's a good thing to look into. You go, well, it was all him. He was stupid. Okay, then that's fine. We we got rid of him, so we're okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's one way of healing from it. (laughs) Ken, good show today. Thank you, sir. Austin, Ben, Zach, Andrew, James, and Kelly in the booth. I am Dave Ramsey, your host. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey folks, Ken Coleman here. Did you know The Ramsey Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world? Get your daily dose of advice on life and money. Check out all of our shows from The Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts.